Did you ask us for our Halloween Horror Nights 2023 house rankings? No? Well, you're going to hear about it anyways. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Universal Show. I am Craig Williams. I am joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. No, sorry. I didn't realize I was joined by a good guy today. Should I be calling you Chucky instead? (laughs) I want to play. No, thank you. (laughs) I'm okay. So uh, it's the least creepy thing I've experienced since uh, meeting David S. Pumpkins at Halloween Horror Nights, except that's a lie because I didn't get to meet him. I was just going to say, when did you meet him? (laughs) I didn't. So I'll get into that in just a second. But I wanted to let everyone know, yes, we are going to give you our 2023 house rankings for Halloween Horror Nights here in Orlando. Uh, We were lucky enough to be invited by Universal Orlando on opening night so we could experience all the houses through an RIP tour and, of course, also have the opportunity to film and take photos inside the houses. So that's why we have all the footage that you will see if you're watching this. And if you're listening, we hope we do a good job at describing our feelings for you. Uh, And, you know, of course, too, uh, we also are uh, frequent fear pass holders. So Rhino got a lot more use out of his pass than I did out of mine. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, I apparently am cursed with whatever <laughs> it whatever. The first night of Halloween Horror Nights is I always end up like really bad off. You know, the one year I ended up with pneumonia and blood clawed to my lungs. I mean, that obviously was a long time coming. But uh, after this one, I ended up with a, a massive 48 hour bug where I just could barely function, had a headache, uh, had a bad fever, but I kicked it. I'm better now. But man, you sure you didn't a have a concussion? Ride. Well, uh, those are also signs of a concussion. Well, I mean, I might have, but probably didn't help that I barely got any sleep the night after Halloween Horror Nights. I mean, well, I mean, you're supposed to stay awake with a concussion. It's going to be all fine. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all fine. You know, it's unfortunately all the other symptoms. You're never going to be able to tell if I have them because I just don't know how to speak properly and I've never functioned like a normal human. Uh, So, Yes, we were invited by Universal Orlando the very first night and uh, everything after that, you know, now we are going to be talking about it from the experience of frequent fear pass holders. And uh, with that, I will also say that this is brought to you not only by Universal Orlando inviting us, but Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content, you want to support us, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Rhino, uh, did you have a chance to go through most of the houses a second time? No. I only, I went through, um, one house, two more times. So, and then, um, but the second night only, I did, I think three houses and only two houses the next night. Yeah. I mean, the big story of the weekend is not the weekend that was last year, uh, but it was insanely busy. Like I was Mm -hmm. not. I was not upset when I was watching from home, seeing seeing the wait times. I mean, obviously, we saw them on Friday night while we were there, watching them on Saturday night, watching them again on Sunday. Like, I, I want to be there more than anything, but my God, it it seemed like a lose-lose situation. You, you lost if you didn't buy Express, and you also lost if you bought Express. Like, the only way to navigate Halloween Horror Nights in the first weekend was by doing an RIP tour, which I hope that doesn't, you know, 
continue to be the trend. Granted, it was Labor Day weekend, so you have to add that into the entire mix. But oh, if it's if it's a sign of what's to come, then uh, this year is going to be more about enjoying the ambiance of the event than uh, mm-hmm. necessarily doing the houses. Besides, you know, stay and scream. But, uh, well, since you don't really have a lot to share on that front, I mean, now I have to ask you, did you see David S. Bumpkins? No, I tried. I did go back to the bar again to see if he was back there because he's back at the Peacock Bar that's uh, at the end of San Francisco as you're going into the Diagon Alley area. And he was not there. Um, I did not see the show either, Nightmare Fuel. And... um, I did do Stay and Scream one night, and then another night I went right after Stay and Scream ended. And uh, I have things to say about both of those nights. Well, let me share with you uh, Nightmare Fuel. There was Fire. There was Dreaming. Contortionists. I didn't see the show either yet. Obviously, we by the time our uh, tour ended on Friday night, we were already past the last showing, so we didn't have the chance to see it. And I've already explained my story, but I mean, we know that we know based on the previous years uh, that it, that's what usually goes into that show. And uh, if anything, you know, follows like last year, I'm sure it's better than the previous version of the show. But uh, do you want to just jump into our house rankings then? Since uh, you know, we'll we'll let the other conversation come naturally but we can jump right into the the content that people are potentially here for or just you know fell into accidentally um yeah that that's fine because yeah let's jump into our house rankings rhino do you want to kick it off for me yeah um going top to bottom i or bottom to top right yeah that's how we always do um (laughs) <laughs> so here, I, w- I feel like, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I feel like I want to say that for me, um, I don't really think there's a bad house this year. Not that I would ever, you know, I hate using the word bad house. They're all art. Art is subjective. So everybody's going to feel differently about different houses. People are afraid of different things. But I got to say this year, I felt like all the houses were good. Like I didn't leave that event thinking like, oh, I'm not going to. Maybe I'll do that one one more time and that'll be it. So when I say like bottom to the top, oh, I don't yeah. I don't mean any disregard. It's just a no. personal preference. But for me, I'm starting off here at the bottom with Chucky Kill Count. I said um, I really enjoyed the use of uh, they. It was a puppet house essentially. They had a ton of Chucky dolls in there. Um, I I feel like the only thing is like you know the benefit of when we get to do. Um, these like media nights uh, or the media night that we did um, the experience we had like specifically with an RIP tour, but then also in the event that we were in before that is listening to universal creative people to kind of really talk about the stories that the house is over and over, you know, you've written articles on uofan.com. Um, and then we had the RIP tour guide tell us that. So like, I feel like we go in and we're extra cued into what the story is. And I feel like even with that, I felt like, they were going for this like meta concept where you're going through this house where Chucky, you're going through the TV show, which is on sci-fi and then universal decides they're going to make a house based on this. And then Chucky sees the house and he's like, not enough people are dying. So he starts killing people in the house. So like it has this really cool meta concept that I not sure had I gone in as a regular person, I a hundred percent would have gotten it, but I did enjoy the house. Okay. I mean, fair enough. I ultimately think it's actually ironic that you cited the story being the reason why you put that in number 10, because that's the reason why I put my number 10 house 
in the spot I did, and that was The Last of Us. And mm. the wild part about it is it's not – I don't feel like it's that hard of a story to figure out. I mean, it's obviously Joel and Ellie uh, entering the, the Pittsburgh zone and you know it's right in the middle of the game the last of us you have your infected you have clickers you have like all of those different creatures that you either know from playing the game which i did not do i still never made it around to it or even you know you kind of get clued in from what they look like from watching the show obviously plot points differ just slightly but ultimately uh, i just felt like it really was like just a glimpse and glimmer of a moment that you know, the hard part is watching a watching the TV show version of it. It was such a moving narrative that I didn't feel like any of that narrative translated over in the house. So maybe it is like one of those things where you have to play the video game to truly understand. Or if you played the game, it made you feel exactly like you were living in it. But for me, I was just like, oh, it's just another post-apocalyptic house with, you know, mushroom people taking over, which felt very much like the, the one house last year that yeah. felt like it was supposed to be the last of us and ended up not being. And you know what? It was it was still a beautiful house. Like, I mean, depressing to look around but uh yeah it just you know it didn't hit for me i was just like oh it it started and then it ended and that was it um so for number nine i actually have uh the darkest deal which i know is a lot of people's like really popular house um and if you're not familiar i don't know should i be reading the descriptions of these houses as i go through or something they know it by now okay um so the darkest deal just to refresh your memory is the one that's about like basically Having watched Supernatural, I know it's not a Supernatural house, but on Supernatural, crossroad demons are a big deal on that show repeatedly. Um, and, you know, and so this is, and their story on Supernatural is very similar to the story of this house, which I love. And it's basically um, a musician or a young musician wants to um, become famous and successful and they sell their soul to the demon. And eventually the demon, you know, the do, the, 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 the bill comes due which is which is your soul um so i thought i had like a really cool story really cool sets but like i was editing the video um or blog of it on you know throughout friday when we got home and saturday and and um when i was replaying i think maybe we had like kind of a bear like maybe we want went through on like a cash change or something i don't i don't remember necessarily really specific parts except for one when basically the singer is getting his like soul taken from him. That was cool. But it's one of those houses where I was like, I'd really like to go through it um, again, you know, with my own eyes kind of a thing and, and see how it, it compares. Cause everybody like raved about this one. And again, it was really cool. The set design is great. The, 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 the um, characters that were in there really committed to it. So I, I'm excited to, to do this one again, especially cause it had corn. Yeah. It's a house with corn in it. I know that's a big deal. Well, we had two complete different experiences in there. You thought there was a cast change. I felt like I hit every single part of it. I'll talk about that when I get to it. My number nine is Blood Moon Dark Offerings. And ultimately, you know, this colonial cult that is, you know, offering up sacrifices and will sacrifice anyone who doesn't join them. Uh, To me, it was a beautiful design and, you know, it's 
as good as a a colonial style house can be that is surrounding a cult. Uh, it was like very red and dark and brown and brooding. And, you know, I love that you could see the blood moon in the sky and it worked on multiple levels. It actually took me a while to see in some instances the the second level that was playing out. Uh, and, you know, that's why you got to do these houses more than once. But uh, for me, it just felt like it was repetitive in terms of it was the same scares happening over and over again like disgusting colonial person disgusting colonial person Mm -hmm. disgusting cultish colonial person i mean all the same in there and uh you know it just felt like it felt like i was waiting for that different scare to pop out but it was always the same exact thing and i you know i guess that's what you get when you have a cult but even with something like odd fellows where you have this like demented uh circus that's happening you know eventually in that story which we'll talk about when one of us gets there you start seeing creatures that aren't just clowns so even in a house that's like it should be all clowns you start seeing things that aren't this one i felt like i just wanted something else a little different and i never got it but uh again uh, in terms of scenic design this one you know this one was pretty impressive well my uh number eight is the last of us i said um it was a great set design. I said it was a fairly easy thing to follow, not really knowing the plot, I think. like, But almost like too basic. Um, I, But I, 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 I wrote here, like I have an asterisk at the top of this list too, where I was like, these rankings are definitely going to change. Um, and the, the kind of the only reason, like The Last of Us, I debated being like a little bit lower. And the only reason I feel like I didn't put it a little bit lower was just because like watching the video back, it does have like a really great like set design everywhere throughout throughout the house and um, like cool costumes and things. But I am with you. I, I think you said it uh, a second ago. If not, we talked about it, but it didn't have like a punctuating like finale for me. Yeah. So that's kind of where the part where I was like, oh, and then I think you were also the one, it was either you or our friend Ken told me where you were like, well, it's just one level of the game. It must have been you, but I I guess I just lost that somewhere where I thought it was more of the story. So I was almost like worried it was going to spoil the end because I'm not done with the show yet. I'm only on like the fifth or sixth episode. And so, um, yeah, so I, I just, oh, okay. So I, because I was like, that was the other part of it too. I was kind of like, you know, looking back at it, I was just, it it that's it it just felt for me my walk through at least it felt a little like hmm. I think Universal did a really good job of like nailing the point down that it's the video game, it's the video game, it's the video game. Honestly, I feel like the only benefit the show has is that it it does introduce the characters as well as the different forms of the infected. But beyond that, you know, it's just it it's two complete different things, even though it's one in the same i mean it's to me a a good comparison would be like oh trying to say resident evil uh the game and resident evil the first movie are the same Uh, it's it's just it's i i I think the show is closer to the game than that because the 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 show is one of the first the show is the example of why the direct adaptations work better when you're being closer to the source material i think but it 
And I, I understand that it is in that way, but also as someone who watched the show and watched almost every episode twice, it, there was still a clear disconnect for me walking through the house. So mm-hmm. it can't just be as easy as I didn't play the game, but I watched the show, so I'm good. Uh, there have, there has to be some love of the game in there. And again, I knew this when it was first announced. I should have at least watched like the cutscenes. I should have watched YouTube playthroughs. I should have taken the time to play it. I didn't. I've never been on board with The Last of Us just because it just it's not my type of game that I ever played really but now now I'm regretting it but maybe uh, maybe I'll play it and it'll up higher on my list later but I don't I don't know I don't know I'm torn but my yeah. number 8 is Exorcist Believer and mm. this house is disgusting uh in every way <laughs> it smells disgusting and honestly their goal of being a living trailer uh for a movie that hasn't come out yet i think was achieved perfectly like it, in terms of someone who watches trailers a lot it literally it feels like a trailer as you're moving through because it's just hitting the highlights of showing the story and what's going to happen without giving away the ultimate twist Maybe, maybe not. Who who knows? It's a trailer. You always have to watch the movie and then be like, oh, yeah, that was in the trailer. Uh, and that's all fine. Um, you know, the it just something about it didn't completely, again, resonate with me. It was like I, I knew walking through I was in something of an exorcist story. Like, you know, it just it had that exact same vibe, which I mean, that's great considering it's a sequel to the original. I I'm glad it was able to find that right balance. But yeah, it just I was I it was towards the end of our night when we got to do it. And I think I might have just been, you know, emotionally exhausted by some of the more high points at that point with it. So this one could jump up, but man, that smell will knock it out of my nose. That's for sure. It's funny because The Exorcist Believer is my number seven house. So uh, I actually, I wrote that I thought they were selling themselves short, calling it a trailer house. Um, I mean, I feel like all the houses in essence are kind of like trailer houses, but I guess they're telling you like the complete story. Whereas this, you're right. Like, I don't know that I, I went through the house and I don't know that there, I saw anything necessarily that I'd be like, well, that just ruined that part of the movie for me. Like if you've seen the trailer, you kind of know you know, these like the the character that's going to be in it being like Alan Bernstein's character. Um, Like the trailer that came out today as of recording this, the second one, I thought that gave more away the movie than this one did. In fact, like having been through the house and now seeing that second trailer, I like put two things together where I was like, okay, well, I know, I think I'm imagining what part of the third act of this movie is going to be about. But um, I, I, yeah, you got it, buddy. Possession. Um, it took me a while to get there, but I got there. But, um, for me, it's, it's a pretty big surprise of a house. Like I thought the original exorcist house they did a couple of years back. Um, I went to that one both here and in Hollywood. Um, and it was interesting to go through those. And then these, because my friends who have gone through this house talked about how there's one part where you repeat a room. And I said, well, in the original concept for the original house, because so much of the movie took place in, um, Reagan's room is that uh, they were they like you're going through with different scenes and I said I don't know because my friend seems to think that you're like dead in the end of the house or whatever and I was like I don't think so I think we're just going through a different scene or something so um, I think there's I, I look forward to going through it again it smelled like poopy and I don't care for that but yeah. um, I I was very surprised I thought this was probably going to be my like least favorite house, but 
I thought in terms of like scares and a, and a good Halloween Horror Nights house, it's really solid. And I have a feeling it could go like further up, you know, having once we've seen the accompanying material. Not that that's required, but I think you can still go through and enjoy it. We will see. My number seven, Stranger Things. Uh, and honestly, the reason why it's so low is because of the second half of this house. The first half of this house is awesome. You know, from the outside of the trailer with Eddie and Chrissy, it is just like it hits it right away. And honestly, it it keeps going for a while. Then once it gets into the lab and you have, you know, you have all those scenes with 11 and the transition, like it, it tells the story of Vecna getting to where Vecna is, but then you get to Vecna and it's just like, he's constantly there. He's not really quite scary. And honestly, the biggest problem I have with it is there's so many big wide open scenes, but there's a lot of empty space that's not filled uh, specifically mm. when Eddie and Dustin are, you know, fighting off the demo demo bats, whatever, whatever they're called. Rhino. I know you would mm. know more with me. They it's are just called like demo bats. You, you literally see where the screen starts and ends and it just, it takes me out of it completely. And, you know, the same thing to an extent goes with the, when you're in the, the house, but in Vecna's mm-hmm. house and you see, you know, you see all the way through the portal and, max floating like i get how they had to accomplish that effect but to me it just felt like you know it felt empty it it felt empty yeah i don't it's not an insult it's just how they had to achieve it maybe more fog would have helped it also might have you know screwed people up in terms of where to go because that actually happened to me but yeah it just the the first half was so strong and then the second half to me just kind of fell apart as it became more and more about vecna and turned into a vecna boogaloo but that first half totally totally have a lot to love about it and i do love that they included eddie getting you know just destroyed by the the bats so that was a nice little touch in there um, yeah, just a note of that, the Stranger Things house is that I realized that when I was talking with friends when we went through it again, is that, um, we get I don't think I realized the first, I, yeah, I, <laughs> whatever, uh, you know, humble brag, um, uh, is it's only following the people in Hawkins. So it's just the Hawkins yeah. storyline. And I don't know. I'll get I'll get to that when I have my thoughts on that. But my um my number six house for me, that's what we're on, right? Ten, yeah. nine, eight, seven, six. Yeah. Is Dueling Dragons Choose Thy Fate. Um I thought this was a, a, a really cool house with some beautiful set, um, a cool story. I love the idea that they took a story from a now gone attraction and really like made it into this horror house, which I, I just think is so cool i i just i i think there's really cool costume design in here too because the the fire people and the ice people have these have basically what look like in the video when i was rewatching it those shirts that when you listen to music you can see the lights going up and down yeah. um but theirs are like you know one's fire one's ice and i thought like oh that's a really cool you know like costume piece to add this like really mystical magical sort of element to it um and i love you know the dragons and thing and and i was the only one in our group um you know that chose the 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 left path because everybody was kind of going in line and i you can see it in our video too is like i literally hesitate for a second because i was like are they trying to tell me to go somewhere else like 
And I, I didn't realize, like, I know how they said it was going to have different endings, but I didn't realize, I guess, in the moment, I kind of either forgot or didn't, like, process in my brain that I can pick a different hallway to go in. And so I, like, went and no one followed me. I think everybody thought I went the wrong way or something. And so, like, I was literally the only person in this, like, finale room that was, like, so that made me extra scared. Um, but it was cool because I was on the winning side that night. But it, it, I know it alters and changes and stuff. And um, so I look forward to going through this house again. I was the one who was aggravatingly pushing you towards fire because I wanted to go ice because when I worked at Dragon Challenge, I always loved riding ice. I I met my wife at the unload platform of Fireball, and uh, it unfortunately was also the train I was on when uh, part of the fiberglass broke off and shattered and almost uh, just sprayed all over my face. So I have some bad memories with it. And ever since that point, I always became a nice guy. So I wanted to go ice, and I saw what happened with that. You chose the better path, but I'll talk more about that when I get to that at my point of the list. Uh, For my number six, that's where I finally get to Chucky Ultimate Kill Count. And you know what? It was a dumb house, and the puppets were downright silly at points. The first animatronic Chucky, which you know we learned is an animatronic, so they can have someone like puppeting it but at the same time if it just needs to run it will run itself Uh, i love that it has that you know there's videos that kind of weave the story together i felt like last year when this was blumhouse you know it was definitely like you've got freaky and now you've got the black phone two separate things where this still somehow managed to weave a narrative together through two different sections where you go outdoors uh you know it was just it was fun it was silly at no point was was anyone ever going to scare me in this house and it just didn't take itself too seriously and that's where i put it a little higher than the others because the others just had more expectations for me and didn't quite match them where this i had low expectations for and i just i kind of giggled my whole way through and sometimes you just need that my number five house is blood moon dark offerings which i have been affectionately calling blood moon rising um but uh, for a lot of the same reasons you said, uh, there's this is a beautiful de- set design in there. It's a cool story. Um, I think it w- I'm partial to it also because um, it, when we were doing our event before our RIP tour, um, some of the creative people were they mentioned Plymouth, Massachusetts, and Pilgrims. But then when uh, I didn't do it a- again the next night, but when I was with my friend the next night, he said, "Did you read the sign? It said Parish." Uh, and he said, I'm from Parish, New York. And so he seems to think it's New York. But I am positive they said it was supposed to be a New England town. And I thought they basically were like, it's Plymouth, Massachusetts or something. I don't know. I remember them saying something about that. So I'm excited to go through the house again a whole bunch. But when I was editing the video, it was kind of like what you said. It was a lot of red, which messes with my eyes after a while. Um, but I, I think this will be like how um, the... Um, Dead Man's Pier last year, how that one kind of like just kept rising up because it was just like really beautiful. And um, I'm excited to get back in the house and see some more scares in there. So it's right in the middle right now, right at number five. Uh, mm-hmm. My number five is Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins. However, I want to state with my five through one, uh, these all uh, like I-, I almost feel bad saying this is five through one. To me, these are all like 
it, it, one through three, maybe even, or like one through. It, it, they're all number one. It's not me. a rating. It literally could bounce around. It could bounce around. Like it's. Yeah. It just depends on what I feel about them at the time. But like I, how like I watch back the video of Doctor Oddfellows, and I'm blown away by it. But then I think about. <laughs> the other experiences I've had. And then it's like, bah, those were so good too. So, uh, unfortunately, I just, I, I, honestly, it was between for my number five and then my number four, not to spoil it, it was between Dr. Oddfellow and Yeti. And even now, as I'm sitting here rambling, I would, I, I'm going to go with Yeti for my number five, actually. So, pause, stop, rewind, reverse, Timothy Chalamet, Wonka. Uh, Yeti. So this is probably my favorite version they've done of Yeti yet, which I mean, that says a lot because I've done it a couple times now. Uh, and I mean, I, I think now that I put it in the spot, it's actually kind of ironic because I feel like the two dumb fun houses are Yeti as well as Chucky. And so now I have them sandwiched right together. Uh, and also you gotta give props to Yeti campground kills because HHN bear randomly popped up in there like i didn't mm-hmm. expect that at all and then he, you you saw him right oh did you not yeah hear, I, you, okay. I was yelling about it in the video oh i i be honest rhino i have not watched our vlog yet because oh, fun. i've again <laughs> i'm not going into it uh but any who uh you know there was a lot of yetis through this thing just so many uh i i i liked a lot of the uh a lot of the effects that were in the house as well too like it really made me feel like i was truly in a 50s wilderness campground uh i i didn't see the baby but uh i did well so kylie pointed it out halfway so like she watched the video and she's like okay perfect shot perfect shot you got it it's like and then she's like well why didn't you look down and i was like i I was looking in front of me he's in my video too he's right if you would have just looked down you would have saw him and i don't i i'm tall so i'm at a disadvantage like i feel like most people when i watched other uh other friends that were there with us when i watched their like footage of it i'm like realizing most people are carrying it like almost at their stomach levels (laughs) and like really afraid kind of like you are so i just see everything from a higher perspective because I'm taller in person, but yeah, uh, I, I wish I would have saw the baby. I'll see him eventually. I, the only part of this house that threw me off is that weird lake portion. It's just like a black floor with one body lying in the middle of it. Uh, other than that, it's a, it's a solid house. Um, so my number four is Yeti campground kills. Um, I said it was uh, simple, but it had great scares and, um, and I really like the set design as well. Um, when I went through this house again, I definitely saw a lot more. Um, I did. I did realize the second time going through the house, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I have the the Yeti baby in the house because the lady who yelled, who screamed about looking for her Billy. son Billy, where's my yeah, boy Billy? <laughs> she jumped out right in front of me the second night." And then I realized because in my in if you if you've watched my uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, vlog video um do you see this boy come out with the stick and he's like mom look what i found it starts poking something with a stick and and yeti grabs him and the thing he's poking (sighs) is the baby yeti son of a biscuit i know exactly yep and that's why she said like oh you had Mm -hmm. it because i have the video he's like look look and then 
Yeah. That was terrible. I didn't audio realize on um, I didn't realize that night. Like I didn't see him that night. And even when I edited the video, I don't even think I knew what he was poking with the stick. You could see it in the video, but I I was like, Oh, he's poking that thing on the ground. I don't know what it is. But the second night I just because she had scared me just right, I was looking straight down and, and it's like a little yeti covered in maggots. So yeah. um also, the 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 Black Lake Park. Maybe you missed the scare that was there, um, because I thought the second I didn't see the bodies the first time, and I was looking out that way. I was like, "Oh, b- uh, water!" And there's a guy on the other side that jumps out and is just like, "What the hell are those things?" Um, so that guy jumped out at me. He's in the video too, the the one I did, um, because I think somebody in the comments was quoting the 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 quote of it or they could hear it i can't remember if i edited him out or not because he because of the swear that i just said so um but i um the second night like he's he's scared me again but when he scared me again i like jumped backwards and and really looked in the lake this time and i was like oh there's bodies in here i think there's like at least two um but i didn't see those the first night but yeah there's uh hhm bear there's actually two bears but um uh, I, I just thought it was good scares. Like the second night when I was able to do it again, um, there's, there's one of these guys that come from above. Yeah. And I, I, there's nothing that scares me more than the arms coming down above. Cause I'm like, you can't see me. <laughs> how, yeah. how tall do you think I am? So I'm I always like, they're going to slap me. So, yeah. um, but I, I liked the frozen, the Yukon, the Yeti of the Yukon one too. Uh, but I I've been, I enjoy a Yeti house. I don't know what it is. I think it's just such a simple, like, Bigfoot in the woods camping. It's just, it's one of those where it's like, this is a really solid, just easy to follow house. Like, I love it. Yeah. We'll have to see what they come up with next as a Yeti. There's still Space plenty Yeti. of oversized. Don't give them any ideas. They got to start paying for that. Uh, well, that leads to my number four, which, believe it or not, I know you're going to be shocked by this. It's Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins. Wow. Didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming. Uh, So, honestly, I adored this house. And I know I missed a lot of scares based on other uh, videos I saw from it after where I'm like, oh, that that felt like there was a hole right there that I missed. And there, that was like, that would have been perfect for a scare. So, I definitely, you know, I didn't have the best run through of it, but. The circus aesthetic was one of the best they've ever done with clowns in the circus, and that includes killer clowns. Uh, I thought the the lighting in this house was so vibrant, like the purples were shining and uh, yellows and reds, like uh, all the colors were just like working to set the entire mood for this house where it's like it's creepy. But at the same time, it it just it, it felt it felt terrorizing being in there, but also like it's, you feel like you're having fun because they're bright colors too. I, it just, it's really hard to describe, but uh, you know, I, I felt like in terms of the Dr. Oddfellow story, it fit its part, but at the same time too, I'm not sure if it like for most people that walk through the house, if they'll necessarily be like, Oh, I now understand so much more about Dr. Oddfellow from the house. But, you know, you and I have been talking about it. You know, they it really, you do get to see the progression in the story, especially with uh, some of the creatures, because it, it starts out very clown heavy, but then you start to see the first blends of Zodiac creatures. And like that also, that's why it gets a big, Plus for me, because like, yeah, if it's just clowns all the way through, that could get repetitive. 
like Blood Moon, but it really it it starts you know varying up the scares a little bit. Uh, so many details in this house, and I'll be honest, like some of them, I I had my my camera right on when Doctor Oddfellow was stuffing Jack in the box, and. I mean, I'm looking right at it. I, I remember it distinctly, but I didn't piece together that was what was happening in the moment. So I know this house is filled with so many details, so many Easter eggs. Uh, it's, it, it just shoots that repeatability up. I'm, I'm really a fan of this house. Yeah, um, I'll have more to say about it in a little bit. But, <laughs> um, my number three is Universal Monsters Unmasked. I thought um, it had good scares. There were more monsters in here than I expected. Like I knew the invisible man was going to be in it. And I don't know, I guess I thought it was just fan of the opera and that was it. And, um, so like having the hunchback, uh, be in there, but then also the kind of surprising one was like Jekyll and Hyde, um, mon- the monster being in there. I thought that was a lot of fun. And I thought it was, it's cool because for the last couple of years, we've really had, I mean, it all started with that first monster's house that had like the big, you know, the class, like had Frankenstein, the bride, Wolfman, um, Dracula, um, you know, Hunchback. and then uh, was Hunchback in that one? Yeah, he was no, in that was, one too. Um, and then, um, you know, and then what was the next one? It was um, Bride of Frankenstein Lives. Bride of Frankenstein Lives. And then we got um the one last year which i really liked which was like the mummy versus the wolfman uh and dracula is in that one as well so now mm-hmm. i feel like we're getting some more monsters are getting their their time to shine and having the invisible man in there i thought was really cool and i liked i liked what he looked like and it kind of like it all made sense and it had it was just one of those things where i was like there are a lot of monsters here <laughs> like um so i think that's a really good house I've, I've only had the chance to do it that one time so i look forward to uh to doing this one a lot more. I don't know if aesthetically it'll move. Obviously there's not much more room for it to move, but um, I don't know that I'll take to it the same way I did the one last year, but um, I still enjoyed the house quite a bit. And so like in terms of how I felt like it went on that first night for me, universal monsters. I'll have more to say about it when I get to it on my list, maybe one or two things to say about it. (laughs) I mean, we're getting to the end of the list, so there's not a lot left. And uh, that my number three, well, it's not Universal Monsters. Uh, number three for me is The Darkest Deal, which is why it's so wild for me that it's so low on your list. I understand your connection with Supernatural and being so attached to the stories they told on that show. Uh, you know, to me, it is one of those stories like y- you've seen it before. You've heard it before. It's it's the deal with the devil. Like it's a it's a tale is old as time song as old as rhyme but it, I expected this to be way lower on my list as we like talked about the houses leading up to the event uh, it just you know it didn't sound great on paper but this house had a serious vibe to it and honestly I thought this was the one of the first houses that actually had like cohesive storytelling from start to finish i mean walking in through through the the cornfield and Mm -hmm. the collector is literally having the deal signed and right away you find out that the collector 
has that demonic presence to him. But you then immediately cut to inside the bar where you see the performer for the first time start to really become himself as they do this awesome lighting effect behind him where the demon takes over his body. And then, you know, ultimately you see all these other parts of the South that just like you have the creepy graveyards that feel something like straight out of like New Orleans, Mississippi, uh, just that that rural area where you know it's just weird things happen especially in that that time period they're going for with it and i mean literally the story wraps up almost perfectly at the end where you walk back into that same bar and you have the performer at his height and you see the collector take his soul from him and then you see the aftermath where he takes all of our souls as you walk through you know, that version of hell. And so like, really, if you're talking about liking parts of HHM because of storytelling, I feel like this is one of the best examples they've ever done in saying, this is the story we want to tell. And we are going to make sure that it's not confusing at all. And yeah, I like the music. I liked, I like the atmosphere. I, it just, it worked for me, but Hey, yeah, didn't work for you. That's okay. I'm not going to force you. No, I, I, I think it's just, uh, again, these are only ranked on me having done them once and the experience that Ooh. I had on that, that first, uh, that first night there. So I for sure am positive this house will go up on my list. There's no, there's no real question. It was just one of those that I didn't stick for me, my walkthrough as, as much as the, the other ones. But my number two house, I think is also going to move on this list. And I don't think it's going up. I think it's going down, obviously. And for me, that is Stranger Things 4. Um, I agree kind of a lot of what you said about it, but uh, I feel like there were some pretty significantly missed opportunities. Like, I do understand. It, to me, having gone through that second time, it, it like, this is the third time they don't a Stranger Things house. I honestly think maybe the season two, three, the season two and three house, like, it was one house. I think that will probably end up probably being there best house but this one i feel like missed um the mark on some more iconic moments um of the the season um it's tough because it is a long the season like minute wise is the longest season in the series so i understand that it it did feel to me a little bit like this might have they might not have had the they might not have had it from the get-go this might have been one that they got a little later in the game. So they did as much as they could. What is there is good. I liked it. I feel like there's a pretty big missed opportunity toward the end though, with um, Eddie and Dustin on top of the camper and the upside down, uh, because I feel like his guitar is sitting right there. I don't understand why this character doesn't hold the guitar and they, yeah. And they don't play, but they're not playing master of puppets in there at all. So that could be why, like maybe they only could do one or the other. And as far as like how much I thought I would hear running up that hill, it is the bare mini- mm-hmm. minimum. I feel like the the amount that you could play without hitting a copyright, like it is literally like three bars of the song when you're in Vecna's mind. And then it plays as you literally walk out under the thing, but it's not the whole song. Cause I stood there for a second. It's literally just like the one, like two lines yeah. or something like that. So I, that kind of, it bummed me out a little bit and I understand that stuff can be really expensive, but that's kind of, I, I don't know. I feel like 
I feel like of all things, I would have really enjoyed seeing the Max levitating scene. I, for a hundred percent, assumed they were going to have just like a dummy, kind of like they do in the house. They do have the scene from the last episode in there. Um, but there was just like, there was a couple of moments, like somebody pointed out to their, they're like, there's no Argyle. And I was like, oh man, I, th- you know, that there's a, I really, really, really thought they were going to have Eleven hitting the girl in the skating rink with the nose. I felt like that was ripe for Halloween Horror Nights, like screaming, turning towards you, bloody face sort of a person. Um, but then you're like, how do you design that room? You can't have people on roller skates all night, right? So, um, but, you know, it's just one of those things where I feel like there's some missed opportunities. Really enjoyed what I what was there, but they clearly it was easier to just really lean into just Vecna. And then, the, you know, there's like one appearance by each character just once, you know, sort of not even each character, because like Mike, Mike, uh, Will, you know, um, uh, Jonathan, they're not they're not in it. So Dustin's Dustin's in it once, but technically like he's the on the ceiling. So it's technically twice. But Uh, here's the thing. When you make such an overinflated, bloated season of your TV series they have only so much they can do to condense it down into a six minute experience. And I do give them a lot of credit for it because on, on paper, like as you mentioned, 19 things like, well, you can't fit all of those in the house and fit the moments that people want to see too. So I commend them for choosing what they did. But honestly, if you really want to pay tribute to that season in that way, like the only thing you can do is make an entire stranger things house event where you walk through the different episodes and handle it that way. But I also don't want to see it because I'm not that invested in the show, but that's something for like, there that, Throw that in Atlanta somewhere. They did. Like, they did. Um, they did. There was like this is like predating when I worked here, but um, one year there was like a Walking Dead house that was like the longest house they had ever made. Mm-hmm. And oh, it I remember be, it. It needed it's, to be like a length of that, but that Walking Dead house again, it was just like the zombies. So it was like for me, it was like this is so boring the whole right. way through. So it was walking dead at its prime when it was like you know what we're gonna make the whole event about it this year and then we're gonna make a whole event about it the next year and you know what you haven't had enough yeah we're gonna triple down on it and yeah no i i totally totally remember that but that actually uh, was a big turnoff for me from the beginning because i remember going and being like okay i did it and then it was again and i was like oh do they just do the walking dead all the time because i'm i don't like doing that same thing over and over again so that's what it that was. I feel like I d- was delayed getting into that because of Walking Dead, but, but whatever. I was right. That Walking first Dead season sucked. was killer. It was killer. So good, good television. But my number two is Dueling Dragons Choose Thy Fate. And I want to make it very clear it's not because of my feelings mm-hmm. of Dragon Challenge, Dueling Dragons. Uh, it honestly, I think that this is probably the prettiest house of the year overall i mean it's it's fully fleshed out like you you walk in and it's it's in the one sound stage that starts with the the banners so like you don't know what you're gonna see the first time and you turn that corner and you see the giant enchanted oak which i never got to see in person i've only seen the pictures but like it just your jaw dropped right away and then you move in and the lighting effects in the house like rhino undersold it by saying you know it's like the shirts that light up and stuff i mean it is encapsulating this house between 
fire and ice, Blizzrock and Pyrock. And, you know, it, it's not just them battling each other. You have, you have other warriors in the house. You know, Merlin's obviously a part of it, as we've uh, previously mentioned. And, you know, you start getting through there. And it, again, I never got to see the queue, which is always going to be the bane of my existence. I've only seen it in videos. Uh, but, like you start to like look at it and you're like, holy crap, I am walking through the queue again. Like, you know, you walk up to where you would enter inside the castle and it's, it's like, it's right there in front of you. And it feels it, to me, it feels like I'm back at dragon challenge, even though it was set up a little bit differently. And yeah, I, I have since then, I've watched a video side by side of the dueling dragons queue with the house and my God, did they, they nailed it. Like they, they got that, that look perfectly. And, uh, you know, obviously the dragons blowing, blowing their steam out there. I wanted to say smoke, but you can't, I guess you can blow ice smoke, right? Why not? But, you know, blowing steam out there, a super, super fun ending, getting to go through choose thy fate, seeing how you come out. I just, I want, I want to soak up this house. I want to go on a lights on tour of it and just take in every little piece of it. Uh, cause I'm, I'm sure there's stuff I missed in there, but uh, for me, it's uh, this thing. I, I don't think it's dropping out of my top three. Uh, it's, it's either going to be one, two or three for me, unless like the scares start getting so terrible in there, but there was a lot. So I, I think it's a solid house. But your number one, uh, sir? My number one is Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origin, set in the 1930s for me. I am afraid of clowns, uh, more or less. I, they just make me uncomfortable. And I am afraid of circuses. They just make me uncomfortable. And tight spaces. And they just make me uncomfortable. So there are three things working in this house's, in this house's uh, benefit here. And I will say this. Um, I screamed like there was a moment that I got so scared that I screamed, not like I normally scream, but like in a sitcom where like a stereotypical masculine character would scream in a very feminine way for the extra punchline unintentionally to the point where the team member was laughing at me in the corner. <laughs> I was like, that's fine. That's fine. It's fine. Um, cause I, there was one part where there was like a corner and I turned around to be like, Oh, watch out for the corner and never turn around in the houses. They'll get you. Um, so, uh, but I, I thought this is, uh, I didn't see it in the night, in the night night. So the second night I did it, um, you know, it was a big white tent and I was like, oh, I feel like it's a real missed opportunity to actually make it look like a circus tent. Well, guess what? On Sunday night, it had a projection on it that makes it look like a circus tent. So it like looks really cool when you're coming up to it in the line we when we did our thing they brought us through um the side area so we didn't see the house um from that perspective it Um, always drives me nuts with whatever is in that tent Mm. in particular there's always something on the facade you know last year with bugs it was the big giant billboard and set up but if you do the rip tours you come in from the backside because of how they bring you in so you always always miss out on it so yeah unless we get to go like and if we have extra time and we get to go through the front of the house after we're done on that first night like we always miss it it's that mystery until the next night or the following night of like what's it actually look like yeah 
It's funny you think because they know we'd be filming that you'd take us the other way, but I guess that's not their normal routine. So not knocking yeah. them at all. But, um, but yeah, no, I really enjoy it. Um, I mean, with you, I, I know on the first night we walked out and, uh, like our friend, uh, turned to us and was basically like, you know, I like the house. I'm just not sure that it told a story about anything. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, maybe. But then each night, like, it, I, I've done this one each one of the nights so far. And honestly, it, it doesn't, I don't know if that matters enough for me, but like that it's so scary. And I've now since read about Dr. Oddfellow at nauseam to the point where I'm like, okay, I, I, I wrote it all down in my notes here about where he starts and where he is on the journey here and where he was in terms of like all these scare zones, all the houses, but then all also his history where he is in Halloween Horror Nights. Cause I had no idea who this was. And, uh, you, did, you, did you know that his um, first name is Rich? <laughs> um, I feel like I did. I don't, I don't know, though. Because they, they called him Dr. Rich Oddfellow. In the, the last time he made an appearance at Halloween Horror Nights, it was uh, 2000, I think, is what they said in Fear House. Uh, yeah. and we went through like all of this when we did our episode on breaking down the scares into the original ones. But honestly, that was a long time ago now. It was weeks. Right. So that's why I was like, and I was confused because all of them take place in a different decade. And I was like, is is one of the decades missing? But one of the big things about the end of this house that's kind of cool is like, so in the house, like you, your soul gets like sacrificed to Dr. Oddfellow. And you, he basically, this house is about how he learns how to access the Zodiac dimension um, and, or the Zodiac realm. I forget what they, the word they use, but, uh, and, and so like it ends in this like Zodiac thing. And then, like, there is a Zodiac scare zone, too. So it's kind of cool that, like, they have that symmetry there. But uh, I'm assuming we'll talk about uh, scare zones and stuff, like, in another episode. Yeah, like just because I'm mentioning some of this. I, I'm sorry. I, I would have liked to had it a part of this. But honestly, we when we're doing that first night, we literally run through. And I, I just feel like I didn't get a firm grip on any of them uh so i i just i i want to be able to give it a fair a fair you know a fair judgment yeah. not not judgment i want to i want to be able to discuss it and not sound like oh yeah there was some uh, zodiacs and uh there was uh hippies and that was yeah. all one scare zone um it wasn't but one of the, a couple of things to look for as you go through this house, though, is that like when you, you know, there's some wanted posters and Jack Schmidt is on one. There's a woman on another one and I, she's in my video, but I can't, I can't remember who it is. Jack said, Schmidt right. one's outside. Yeah. Um, the woman one is right as you go through the entrance, though. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's supposed to be chance or not. Um, I didn't, I didn't look back. I don't know what her story is either. So, um, but, there's like as soon as you walk in and you come around the water the corner i mean you talked about you talked about um lighting and stuff like that like there's a flashing light and if you look at the walls there's like outlines of jack like the clown is there i know people talk about the j but there's like flashes of him through fabric in this house so like it's not just that projection we get shoved in the box so he is kind of like present and there but um I I don't know. Like it's like what you said. This house is very colorful, very dynamic, very narrow, and there are a lot of like hanging drapes that you have to kind of go through. So it is like stressful for me. Um, but my joke is always like, uh, to, you know, I see Doctor Oddfellow, and I'm like, yeah, if you if you keep scaring me, I'm gonna fall in love with you. So I feel like we're on our way. 
Well, that's a great time for me to be uncomfortable. Uh, and I'll talk about my number one, which you could uh, figure it out based on all the other houses we've talked about. And mine was Universal Monsters Unmasked. Uh, I think this is probably my favorite Universal Monsters house since the original one with all of the monsters. I... <sighs> I think just like last year, it's a little sloppy on the story aspect of it. And I know there's probably people out there banging their heads saying, come on, will you give it up with the story stuff? No one cares. We just want to go and be scared. Uh, I, I like it. That's that's part of what's exciting for me is is living that story night after night, just not walking through it over and over again. Um, you know, it's last year's was muddled, especially with it taking place over both coasts. This one, you know, it, it, it makes sense from a perspective of like, you know, you're starting up and you're going down into the, the tunnels, into the catacombs, popping up through the Paris opera house, uh, you know, then going through the streets and like, you see the progression and how you change each location. So it, it makes sense with how you're traveling through the house. Maybe the monster placement doesn't. I mean, there is so much phantom, but it feels like so much is surrounded by being under the opera house in the phantom's lair. And then once you're in the opera house with the phantom, he's there too. Love the transition into the invisible man. Uh, I love how you know it, the invisible man obviously they could just wrap him in in the gauze and that's an easy way to do it however i feel like they they found clever ways to try to not always portray the invisible man as always having his his wrapping perfectly done so i i, I enjoyed seeing him in the house plus he's easily he, he's right up there with uh with uh the monster and and the bride is my favorite one i some days some days the invisible man is number one i mean claude reigns come on forget about it uh, invisible man. correct correct amundo there sir uh but then obviously uh jekyll and hyde like when do you ever expect to get them as part of of a monster's house it's it feels like like i'm not saying it's a stretch but i'm happy to see them there but i mean the hunchback steals the show with his little bungee down over top of you i love love a good bungee in a house and you know just having the ending with them coming from all sides it uh, these are monsters that are not A-list monsters, arguably besides the Invisible Man. I know some people would say Phantom, but then you start getting into like, okay, well, technically the Phantom that Universal pushes is the 1940s Phantom versus the one that everyone thinks about, uh, the the famous clip from Universal with uh, Lon Chaney Sr. Uh, that's the Phantom people recognize. So it, it starts getting muddied, but this is this is Universal's take on the classic monsters their modern take on the classic monsters which still makes you just you know rip your hair out wondering like you understand uh, maybe the universal pictures hire the people creating these mazes for hhn that keep killing it year after year mm -hmm. and have them come up with ideas and designs for the movies because <laughs> clearly they're fan favorites every year so people still have a thirst for these monsters they just want them done well and i think universal monsters is just so well done this year and uh you know it's the jekyll and hyde in there is it's no russell crowe but you know it's also it's hard for me russell crowe will always be my gladiator not my not my jekyll but 
Oh, that was number one. So, Ryan. Was he Jekyll? He was Hyde. No? Yeah, he was Jekyll. You're right. I'm an idiot. Hyde's the monster. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I also haven't watched that movie since the theaters. It's up on my shelf right up there, but uh, will I ever watch it again? Probably. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I brought, I actually did bring it up because my friend had never seen it. And I was trying to, we were talking about like sort of those, those like iconic movies that you hadn't seen. And I was like, you know, that's the great thing about Halloween Horror Nights is it kind of ends up getting me to watch some of those. And I said, I brought up that I had really enjoyed watching the American Werewolf in London movie um, because I'd only ever seen American Werewolf in Paris. And, um, I said, it's interesting because I feel like that's what the mummy with Tom Cruise was trying to do with the Jake Johnson characters. They were trying to make it like the friend that was in American Werewolf in London, like how he always saw him. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I should watch it again. But then I'll be like, remember how bad this was? And like, does Tom Cruise become Nosferatu at the end? It's not the mummy. So I don't know. I don't get it. I, I didn't mind it in theaters. I just don't ever need to see it again and uh you know i feel the same way about benicio del toro wolfman i feel the same way unfortunately about dracula untold which you know that's dracula untold folds into this year because i i always forget like we talked with exorcist believer when's the last time there's been a house that you know uh, the movie hasn't come out yet i do there was an insidious part of one of the blum houses yeah uh that that hadn't come out yet and that was a teaser but before that the last time a full house was dedicated to a movie that hadn't been released yet was dracula untold and uh yeah Yeah. (laughs) well i also own that one too but i got that one for four i've never seen it I, uh, I've never seen it. <laughs> and you, you can borrow it. So he, you, well, you did give me back my house of a thousand did corpses. I? Yeah, I was just looking over here. You did. Here so okay. I know. Bring it up every time, but uh, no, you gave that back to me. So you're you're allowed one more rental. And I didn't and even watch Dracula it. Told. <laughs> Fantastic. I had uh, it for a year and I didn't watch it. Yeah, you know that's that's how it goes with Rob Zombie. Sometimes you you miss the only shots you don't get to take, but. Uh, Honestly, though, uh, I I don't want to say I was hesitant about getting my frequent fear pass, but I always feel that, like, what if I don't like the year in the houses? Mm-hmm. And I know I kind of had that feeling with it last year, but honestly, with the houses this year, I, I don't feel that at all. Uh, am oh, I yeah. still afraid of how busy the event is going to be? Obviously, yeah. That's that's a huge part of it. I'm, I'm really terrified that I'm not going to be able to enjoy these houses as much as uh, I have done in previous years, but it's a it's a solid lineup. I can't wait to see the Scare Zones more. I, I, I can't wait to see the Megan Horde as much as I hate that movie i I think it's so dumb i i stop every time i'm scrolling on social media and i see a video of them dancing it's always a different time and place and i'm like surely it will be slightly different (laughs) it's always the same they creep me out i'm like are they wearing masks no masks are they wearing masks no it's they just like perfectly found all these 
all these girls that look exactly the same. Like I, I just want to see that in person. I, Mr. Pumpkins, uh, the scare zones. I, I do want to see nightmare fuel, give it its fair shot too. Uh, it, it's a, it's a solid year. If you already have plans to come, uh, you, uh, you know, you might be disappointed by the crowds, but you're not going to be disappointed by what's offered. And if you're still on the fence, honestly, I, I know it's probably going to be crazy this year give it a shot. I think this is going to be one that we're going to be talking about for a while. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I, I think this is really, I think my fear this year right now is that I'm not going to be able to experience the houses as many times as I want. And I, and I, good problem to I have. always think I end up there so many days. Like last year, it was, it was like kind of a mm, year for me. And I still feel like I, to the point where I was like, I'm here too often. And this year I'm like, I'm not going to be there enough. Like, yeah. Now, we will we will get our days in the sun with our passes, and we will get there. Uh, we still have so much to cover, too, beyond everything I just said. Obviously, we got to go back for the food. We've sampled some of it, but you know what? We need to try it at the booths in I've had a bunch. the right way. Well, it's fine if you've had a bunch, but it's not official until you've had it. Oh, no, I know. Me. I basically got it to know if I was going to hate it when we do it. Cause I was like, Oh, am I going to don't worry? I didn't get the peanut butter burger. I tried and they were out sold out by like an hour and a half into the event for the entire night. So yeah. that was gone. Uh, good to keep in mind though. Yeah. What? That, that's good to keep in mind. That oh if yeah. You want it, we got to go to that early. first. Yeah. The, and I did have another item. I'm not going to say what it was, but it was delicious. Um, and so, um, it rhyme with, Schmitza pies. It rhymes with barking loco. I don't know. That doesn't rhyme at all, actually. I'm assuming something walking. I, I don't even know. <laughs> it's a walking taco. Jesus, I'll just say. Oh, <laughs> listen. I had a vegan one. Yeah, the vegan one. I had that at the Taste of Terror preview, and it's it's I fine. But like, it. I love walking. It. So, um, the problem I love is, a walking taco, and the problem is walking tacos were on the Pecos Bill menu for so long, and everyone slept on them. And you know what happened? They took it off. Here's the thing: these are with Frito scoops, scoops, baby. Yeah. Oh, well, it come. That's how we. It comes in the it. bag specifically it. with the Fritos, and then they just hop it off. It's a walking. I don't know. When I was a kid, it was it was uh, they always did uh, nacho cheese Doritos. Now, now, no, these ones, the, the Fritos now sells a specific bag that it's like pre. It comes ready specifically for these walking tacos. It's marked right on the bag, so uh, I do recommend those. Uh, and yeah, I I would be willing to try it one more time for for an official review, of course. But uh, wow, we've we've gone well over an hour bordering on the way to an hour and a half unless i cut this down which who knows i mean we definitely probably have room where it's like do we need to repeat the same thing for the 19th time i'm talking about myself it's all okay you know what it's a long this is a long form podcast from now on i think we're gonna just start doing it late at night where we're you know winding no. down and getting kind of mellow you know what we're we're always so overly aggressive with this let's just 
learn to chill out a little bit. We're talking universal. We're talking fun. We're talking horror nights. It's going to be a good time. But uh, not anymore for this week's episode. Uh, we are done with this universal show. Thank you so much to everyone who took the time to watch us on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, leave comments, questions, video suggestions in the comments section. If you are listening to this, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you can leave us a rating and review, that would help us out a ton. Uh, and then, of course, book a vacation through Dream Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Rhino, thank you so much for uh, having this conversation with me. Oh, anytime. Halloween Horror Nights, anytime. Stay spooky, Rhino. You bet your sweet bippy I will. Okay. Uh, thank you, everyone out there, again, for taking the time to listen and watch. Thank you to our amazing partners at Universal for having us out for the media night and getting the opportunity to shoot amazing footage inside mm -hmm. the houses it uh, is truly an honor and something i look forward to every year so thank you so much and that's going to do it for this week's universal show uh, take care bye bye and uh, we'll see you at halloween horror nights